welcome to Killercast. I'm Ross Manson and I'm joined by Andy Kerr. I'm back. Sorry about my absence last time, but um, what gets in the way, you got to do what you got to do. You do. Indeed. And now we've got to do this. So I think we should just get to it and just go on with what's been happening in the town over the past couple of weeks since Ross has been here. Perfect. Um, so first thing that I wanted to highlight was the travel hub down at the train station are showcasing a selection of photographs taken by local people whilst out and about being active during the autumn in East Ayrshire. Um, I don't know if you like taking a photo, Andy. I'm pr- prone to the odd photo. I wouldn't ever call myself a photographer by <laughs> any means, but I, I can. I definitely am better at appreciating other people's photos and editing skills than I am taking a photo. Yeah, see, I like taking photos, so this was well up my street. Um, it's been open for like I think four, four or five days, um, but that's not to say that if you've missed it, then you can still drop into the active hub. They've got loads going on, teach you how to fix punctures and all kinds of stuff. So it's well worth dropping in the name and well done to everyone that got their photograph shown. Absolutely. I mean, if I got my picture shown, I'd have been happy, but yeah. I didn't enter, so maybe <laughs> next year. Absolutely. So that takes us on to uh, AC's Diner down in St Marnock Street, their third give back soup kitchen, um, they do it in the diner area, they've got hot food, they've got a huge amount of clothes that people have donated that they, they give to people that need the clothes, toiletries are always looking for so if you want to donate then keep your eyes peeled on their social media for when that comes up next. We always say how worthwhile these things are and we really can't, um, we can't emphasise that enough, just how through these are the toiletries thing particularly it's always the things that um for homeless people you think oh they'll just need some clothes that'll be them they'll be fine but you've got to look deeper and think no hang on they do need this they do need that and hopefully um the response to the next one will be even better than the third one which sounded re- really good it sounds like people did get behind it a yeah lot. absolutely i think the provost is going down to the next one and and that kind of thing as well so that's pretty cool that people are, are beginning to get behind it and get on to it definitely um, again with the pubs and uh, we keep talking about it the best bar none awards is really helping the pubs sort of stand out and come on it and do great things Forever Young who's a gift shop in Bank Street uh, made a donation to the Brass and Granite's AED fundraising efforts so I don't know whether they were going to like raffle it off or, or give it away to someone that deserved it but it's good to see that the small local businesses are getting behind independent pubs and everyone in the communities working together to make Absolutely. it better well we keep on saying whenever people get in, invested in the idea like that everybody wins and I just saw in, um, just very recently the, the brass delivering the third yeah. AED to their nearest school and I just thought you know what that's brilliant, that's absolutely brilliant just seeing even the kids looking uh, happy in the picture okay it's a picture they're going to be told to look happy, but it's <laughs> no, still good to see, isn't it? I know, I know, and it didn't look like it, they had to force them too much, you know, everyone yeah. looked quite happy. Maybe that's because Jamie's on holiday and he wasn't there. Oh, oh you went the there. Pod. You friend went the there. <laughs> um, so I also wanted to bring up the fact that when I went round to the shops, was it Monday or Tuesday? Doesn't matter. Went round to the shops, pulled into the car park, Morrison's, and they had the big gift blood lorry van thing there. Yeah. And there must have been a queue of, I don't know, 15 people when I went in and then a queue of 15 or 16 people when I came out. And it just struck me that we've got such a kind town that people are willing to stand outside and, and wait to give blood. I thought it was really good. It really touched me. 
Yeah, definitely. And um, at this time of year as well, they always go on every Christmas about needing more um, more blood. Yes, I'm sorry, I've used the C word. Before we know it, it's going to be here. So because of that, it's, um, it's especially important. And if you know that you have a rare type of blood, by all means, you should be getting yourself along to that van. Yeah, absolutely. But it just... You know, I, I hear people say, oh, I've, I've donated blood and all the rest of it. I didn't realise that people that actually queued to do it. So for me, that was what really struck me. I thought, oh, that's brilliant. And it, there was as many people when I came out, the shops as went in, which I thought was excellent. Um, so moving on, again, the Brass and Granite were out on the litter pick. Um, they tweeted, the Dream Team have been out. Um, so again, friend of the pod, Jamie, not there. I don't know if that makes a, a difference to whether the dream team, how effective we would be, I'm sure it would tell us. I don't know, but um, I'd like to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, Definitely would like to see. Next on my list, or rattling through this today, but next on my list was the new Kilmarnock logo. What I are really your thoughts like on it? it? I really, really like it. Um, so much so that I've actually had to put it as my phone background as well. Oh, I like Ross it. can see. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know it's been the, the two backgrounds, the dark Oxford blue, which was the club's original colour, and then the white. Um, and it just looks great. I know some people have been bemoaning the lack of squirrels in it, but going back, the very first ever picture that exists of the team was in 1879, 10 years after it was formed, and it was just a, a ball with the hand on top of it so that's what they've kind of based it around they've based the shield and everything from the town crest but they were saying that the squirrels were a kind of later addition to the football club as opposed to that so I can kind of understand why they've gone for it but whatever whatever it is I think it's pretty classy and I'd like to see somebody who isn't a New United fan disagree (laughs) yeah I'm with you Andy I think it's very very smart um, it's nice, clean. It looks mm. like kind of modern, but you still know that it's got all the history behind it. And see, to be honest, I like the fact it's not got the squirrels on it. I think mm. the squirrels detract. So I, I'm all for it. Well done to whoever came up with it. And did I see you or someone else put that there were, there's going to be a new, a third kit coming out to celebrate the 150 years? Those are the rumours, yep. Yeah. Um, right. It's going to be, well, the rumour that I've heard and... I can't um, confirm this, but it's been going around for quite a while, so I don't think we'll be not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> um, the rumour is it's going to be a, a dark Oxford blue. Um, I don't know the best way to describe Oxford blue. It's just a dark blue. Uh, it's like a really deep, yeah. deep blue. Mm. Yeah. Apart, like I said earlier, that's apparently Kilmarnock's first ever kit colours back in the day um, before they settled on the blue and white hoops and later stripes, so... Mm-hmm. I'm sure people will like it and I'm sure that um, the club will do a really, really good job of making it look as good as it possibly can. As long as we can avoid what Queen's Park did for their 150th um, anniversary two years ago because their original kit was dark blue with grey shorts and dark blue socks, which was also what the first ever Scotland team played in. Grey shorts? Yeah, grey shorts. Are you sure that the... The very first day, it wasn't like white shorts, and then they've just washed it with a blue kit. No, no, it was grey shorts. The Victorians had some weird, weird style. Yeah, really weird. That's a bit out there. But I don't think there's any danger of us having grey shorts. I'd like to think that we've um, we've had 150 years to learn from the past (laughs) mistakes, or at least two years to learn from. Uh, Yeah, exactly. 
Um, aye, so that's that's really great. It's going to be 150 years. I'm sure we'll be talking more about the celebrations that are coming up. It's going to be a full year of celebrations. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, it's going to be the whole of um, 2019. So we'll be talking more about it, and hopefully you will be as well. Yeah, and um, just on the same kind of vein, the rugby club's already 150 years old. Yeah, that was this year. Um, I heard that the dinner in the summer for that went really, really well. Probably a few sore heads the next day. Yeah, but I think we've got some stuff to talk about them coming up as well. So, like, yeah, we'll speak about them in the next section. But that's yep. some achievement, 150 years. I know, it's fantastic. Well. I mean, for a club, for this town to have the fourth oldest rugby club in Scotland and the oldest professional football club, the second oldest football club in Scotland is quite something. Yeah, aye. It, it just showed how for, forward thinking we were when back in the back in the day. Oh absolutely. Um so I wanted you to give me a round up of what had happened over the last couple of weeks in terms of the football results. Well quite a lot. Um there was the one each draw with Rangers which seemed to be merited. Mm-hmm. Um I wasn't there so I, I can't I can't possibly comment on it. The Sunday after that, we played Aberdeen and it was a story of same old, same old. Up 1-0 with about 15 minutes to go, lose 2-1. So I'm wondering if we'll ever see um, Kelly beat Aberdeen (laughs) at Rugby Park ever again. I know. uh, There's still another, well, hopefully another game to go at Rugby Park this season, isn't there? Yeah, if 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 Aberdeen Aberdeen do come back. (laughs) Of course, if they make the top six. I mean, (laughs) Livy might put them to it. I hope so. It could happen. Um, but last Saturday it was a fantastic 1-0 away win against Hearts um, especially when you consider Hearts had some good players out but still played quite well we also were missing Jamie McDonald replaced by the uh, on loan Watford keeper Daniel Bachman um, Stephen O'Donnell established Scotland International was out replaced by young Ross Millen who scored never uh, played a Premiership game before scores beauty I mean <laughs> Um, apparently he got a hundred quid fine for his uh, taps half celebration <laughs> but you know what I'd pay a hundred pounds to score the winner for Kelly as well um, but it was a, a great result and the next game well actually the next league game is going to be a week on Saturday away to St Johnston and if you go onto Kelly's website you can get the details about that if you are planning to travel up to Perth but I believe that there is another game this Saturday, yes, which um, there is. we've got some details about here. Yes. So, so this will kind of segue quite nicely onto what's been and now what's coming up. Yep, absolutely. So section two, we talk about what's been coming up for those of you who's just listening to the podcast for the first time. And when I was making my notes, I've managed to sort of put them in order so we can segue nicely from one section to the next and then from one article to the next. So starting off, like... Uh, Andy was saying Chris Boyd's having his testimonial Yep, uh, that's happening uh, this Saturday the 17th of November and it's a 1pm kickoff. so I know that Scotland are playing at night time so there's no worries about um, missing one game if you're planning to go and watch that later on um, there's a Kelly Heroes 11 who will take on a Rangers Euro 11 um, the Kelly Heroes will be managed by Steve Clark and the Rangers Euros will be managed by Ali McCoy so yep. I think that's quite an interesting battle of managers anyway <laughs> yeah I think there might be one manager slightly better than the other one well when I say slightly I mean very <laughs> when I say very I mean hugely <laughs> I mean Ali McCoy is quite good but 
to be fair, I, I enjoyed McCoy's when he was at Kilmarnock. Yeah, um, and his uh, hat trick against the Jambos was a, a nice time. Yeah, and and as a player, I don't think you could bemoan McCoy's just maybe no, as a no. coach. But there's some big maybe names so. playing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for Kelly, there's uh, Craig Bryson, who's uh, down at Derby just now. Um, Alexei Eremenko. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a lot of players. Manuel Pascali is coming back as well. I've not heard about the goalies yet, but I'm sure there'll be quite a few familiar faces, maybe a few faces you'd forgotten about as well. Um, quite a lot of good players for Rangers as well. Yep. Um, Loving Krantz is playing. Yeah, he was a classy player back in his day. Moles is playing, Michael yeah, Moles he's is playing. playing. Mm-hmm. Um, quite surprisingly, Nacho Novo's playing yeah, as well. I saw that, that was quite interesting. Yeah, especially after this is a man who earlier on this year had a heart attack. Yeah. But Maybe he'll just get five minutes at the end. Aye. Either way, I'm sure he'll be a good addition, whatever right, happens. Right. So, if you want to go, uh, tickets are £10 for adults, £5 for concessions, and if you're a Kelly season ticket holder, then it's £5 as well. And the money that's raised will go to charities of Chris Boyd's choice. So, um, the Twitter handle for that is at Official, and that's on Twitter. So, if you want to find out the final additions to the squad give them a quick follow because they're going to be really busy over the next couple of days um, and also it's the international break you know we're playing away in Albania I know you're probably not going to that unless you are in which case safe travels Aye. and we'll see you when you get back but uh, yeah um, if you want to get your football fixed this is probably the way to do it yeah I mean I'm not a big Scotland fan so international weekend's a bit of a, a drag for me so that would be well up my street if I'm being honest mm. um, so moving on the nice segue that we've got is that the New League Kirk have, are having a sportsman dinner on the 17th at the night so you could go to the game during the day and then go to the sportsman's dinner at night uh, Ray Montgomery and Neil Urquhart are the speakers tickets are 20 quid um, if you want any more information sorry call, uh, contact Colin McCaw at gmail.com or you can phone or text them on 077 I think that sounds quite good and um, I can vouch for uh, Raymond Gomery Monty's a, a really really nice guy and he's got some good stories as well so you're probably in for a treat with him yeah I've, I've only ever been to one sportsman's dinner um, and it was in uh, Holy Town and Willie Young, the referee, was ah, the, yeah. the speaker. And to be honest, I went, my mate had asked me, and I thought, oh, I'll go to that. I'm not too fond of Willie Young, but I'm sure it'll be fun. It was absolutely brilliant. Mm. The food was great, the atmosphere was great, loads of drink. Willie Young was excellent. So. Yeah, I've heard he's got a really good reputation as an after dinner speaker, yeah, which really good. is pretty good. And he's got, I mean, He's refereed some big, high-profile games. Yeah, so yeah. So if you're thinking, mm, a sportsman's dinner, I don't know about that. Trust me, it's good. It'll be good. Uh, and 20 quid as well. That's that's a steal for a sportsman's dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, the Lee, New Lee Kirk, again, oh, what a segue. Um, they're having a Bethlehem town set up at the Kirk grounds on the 25th, the same day that the Christmas lights are switched on. Um, it's open between 2pm and 5pm. There's a walkthrough, sort of, and explore what Bethlehem would have been like back in the day. Um, that's nearly 2,000 years ago. Well, mm. over 2,000 years ago, isn't it? It must be, if the dates are to be believed. <laughs> um, there's going to be performances every 30 minutes at, uh, from 2pm. 
There's a nativity fo- a photo booth. There's takeaway mulling spices that are mm. being given out by wise men. And loads loads more. It actually looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, if wise men are giving it out, then it's got to be good. Absolutely. I wouldn't take it from foolish men. No, I wouldn't either. Um, so, I, but if they came and said there's some uh, mulling spices, I would say, what one of you has got the gold? Mm. <laughs> that would be that would be the I one think, I'd be looking for. I think that that would uh, be an incident just uh, <laughs> murdered by controversy. Oh, very, oh, very that's sorry. terrible. But <laughs> I know, I know. Fortunately, your segues today are absolutely brilliant because the next thing we have to mention, we mentioned it briefly there, um, the town Christmas lights switch on is very, very soon. That's going to be on the 25th. And Colin McCardo, you'll probably know him from uh, local radio, he's going to be hosting the main stage from 2pm. Yep. Um, Craig Ward is going to be there and Emma, Emily Middlemass. Middle mm-hmm. um, I believe she was an X yep. Factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big X Factor fan. I'm not either, I've, I've got to admit. I'm... But if you are, there's nothing wrong with that and uh, they'll be performing along with another couple of other people. There's also the community stage uh, in Bank Street and the last time I went to the Christmas Lights, I I think I missed it last year, but the last time that I went, the community stage was actually much better than the main stage. Yeah, it it was pretty good. I saw some of it last year and I was impressed by what I saw. Yeah, and go along and support your local artists and bands and all the rest of it. They're going to have Christmas markets there as well, and some of the Kilmarnock football players will be coming down to switch the lights on at 5pm. Brilliant. Happy days. Absolutely. It's always good, isn't it? I quite enjoy Aye, the Christmas fun. lights. It's, all, it's always a bit sad when they go off though in January, yeah. but when they're out, it just it makes the town that wee bit nicer yeah. at night, I think. Yeah, I, I concur. Um, so, also on the 25th, uh, AC's Diner are having a open mic day for... Or afternoon for under 18s um, I think they're calling it kids jam session so that'll be pretty good yep and as a, a musician myself who's been there sometimes if you're 16 17 or even younger and you want to play at some of these places it's actually really difficult to get in sometimes someone that'll actually go you know what on you go that's fine yep. because I know a lot of places only want 18 plus and you know it's their place they can do what they want but it's really good to see something like that and I really hope that the acts get a good turn because some of the acts I've heard are going to be there are going to be pretty good. Um, some of the busk stop performers from earlier on in the summer, you remember we bigged that up quite a lot a few yeah. months ago and we had yeah. uh, Paul on uh, from Rock and Roll Models to talk about that. Um, don't be surprised if you see some of the performers from on the street in there as well. So if you enjoyed their performances, by all means, please do go along. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it should be pretty good. I think they're going to try and live stream some of it as well. So if you can't go, then keep an eye on our Facebook. But try and get along if you're going to be in the town for the Christmas lights switch on. I know that they're going to be doing some great food and drink promotions as well that day. So if you're looking for something to eat when you're out and about, then head into AC's Diner because the, the grub's pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, and it's in a diner. What else do you want? Yeah, exactly. Music, food good times happy days exactly um, so the next up uh, that I've got here Andy is the whole puppets situation um, mm. so we received a, a Facebook direct message which is always good to see um, if you ever want to get in touch with us if you've got something coming up then give us a shout through that yeah. and we got sent some information on what it is that they're going to be doing so basically they've got three weeks of 
it's almost like a workshop it would seem and they're going to be making puppets um justin wilson who we met when we were doing the uh, pb awards he was there and he had some puppets and he was showing you how it worked he's in on it um there's also rebecca orlerton uh, who's going to be taking part in it as well she's one of the, the people working on it and a guy called luke wilson um who's also in on it um so the idea i think is to try and get people to build the puppets to get involved with each other perform a puppet show at the end of it establish a safe space to create and um, promotes artists and come on it that kind of thing um so it's i think i think now I'm, I'm being a bit sketchy here and i'll give you an email address out in a minute so if you want more information then you can get in touch with them but i think it's in the burns mall i think that's mm. where they're, they're sort of camping setting up camp they're going to make a uh, puppets they're going to plan the show they're going to promote the show they're going to finish all the puppets and all the rest of it do rehearsals and whatnot um and if you want to get involved then it's something that the the guys are really keen that you actually get involved with so if you want to get in touch with them project inspiral at gmail.com that's p-o-r-j-e-c-t-i-n-s-p-i R A double L at gmail.com. Any questions, get in touch with those guys. Um, you can turn up, I think, for the day. You can go for three weeks as long as they've got space. Anything that you want to do, they're the guys to get in touch with. It sounds great and quite creative. Yeah, um, pro- more creative than what I can be, very probably. And puppets, I mean, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm always intrigued by puppets. <laughs> I know, it's, it's how you. I mean, Work the puppets as well, it's amazing. What are they hiding? What, what, what are their secrets? Well, go Why along they, and you will find out. Why won't they tell me? <laughs> so, uh, finally this week for what's coming up, um, the Burns Mall's doing six weeks of events uh, in the lead up to Christmas. I think it's six weeks this weekend and then it'll be the big day. So they'll have uh, Santa Claus floating about between the shops, handing out sweets, getting photographs taken and all the rest of it. Um, and then the weekend of the lights switching on, they've got Kim Irvine playing Emily V and the Ayrshire Fiddle Orchestra playing as well as Daniel Macklin. Um, it's well worth checking them out on Facebook and Twitter because they'll post all the stuff that they've got going on. Um, and... Obviously, the interview at the end of this is going to be Tamara from the Burns Mall, so yeah. it's, it's well worth listening to what they're up to. Um, and she she was saying that they've got stuff like um, choirs as well, like caroling choirs as well as young performers and all the rest of it to try and hit as many different uh, interests as, as possible. So I think that'll be really good. Oh Magic there as well. I love Oh Magic. Yeah, I think that'll be pretty good. So, without further ado, let's get into section three and hear for and hear what Tamara has got to say. Hi, I'm Tamara Campbell. I work with Burns Mall, and I've been there since January this year. Um, I'm responsible for all the marketing and promotions and events in the centre. Perfect. Um, so. Let's talk promotions with with Christmas coming up. What's happening round about the Burns Mall? Well, this year we've actually decided to run a festive fun series of events and we're actually holding them over the a period of six weeks this time. Okay. 
Um, a lot of the kids that I've been featuring this year through the Music in the Mall series are actually appearing throughout the entire program. Um, so I've had probably at least 10 or 12 of them who I have scheduled in for this year's events. Excellent. Um, so what kind of things is it that's going on? Just music? Have you got other stuff as well? Well, basically, most of the celebrations kick off on Sunday, the 25th of November. Okay. So that's the official Christmas light switch on ceremony in Kamarnik. Um, this year, we've been invited to organise some events for the morning right. within Burns Mall um, before the festivities kick off in the afternoon. Okay. Um, so we've actually got quite um, a few different acts coming in for us, you know, between 11 and 3 p.m. Um, we also have Santa and his elf coming for four weeks throughout the series. Perfect. So he'll be there that day and we'll also have face painters, etc. So it should be a really good afternoon of entertainment. Excellent. And I take it that Santa's going to have his own grotto and people can take their kids to meet him? And... Well, we actually had a grotto this year, but this... Um, sorry, last year, but this year we have the fortune of um, most of our shops will actually be filled Right. Um, for the Christmas period, so we didn't actually have anywhere to put him. Um, so we're actually going to have him um, just going throughout all the shops in the mall and just meeting kids on the floor. Perfect. Um, speaking to the families and handing out sweeties, etc. Awesome. So I take it that um, if he's not got his grotto, he's going to have to commute to Greenland every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, minus the reindeers. <laughs> um, so what kind of music is it going to be along the form of the music in the mall that the, the guys are doing for yeah the yeah but what what we'll be doing is instead of one act every week i'll usually have three or four um right. and i've cut the times down slightly normally they would perform for an hour and a half so some of them have been given slots that's more suitable to the style right, of okay. singing and not all of them you know have christmas carols as part of their repertoire yep so um i'm basically leaving the content up to the kids themselves because they know their own voices the best yeah of course um some of them are only coming on for 20 minutes right um, and then others, the other, you know, more seasoned professionals will come on, you know, for maybe 45 to 60 minutes. Right, cool. Excellent. And then throughout that, I've kind of slotted other things in. So um, we have the Salvation Army carolers coming oh, in for brilliant. one of the day. So I wanted actually to do something a little bit more old-fashioned. Yeah. Um, and we also have, you know, the likes of Our Magic coming back. Right, okay. Um, they're in the centre once a month. Um, we've also got the centre stage are returning for another performance, which is a sneak peek out there together for Christmas campaign. Oh, perfect. Excellent. Yeah, so we're really looking forward to that because they were actually at the centre in June this year and it was an enormous hit. Um, and they did a sneak peek performance from their um, Singing in the Rain. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so that was really well received and everybody loved it. So. Excellent. And of course, they had one of the shops as well for their artists. Yeah, well, we had the um, Centre Stage Connect, yep. which is, you know, a different branch, and that they, they primarily focus on art by school children. Right. So we actually had them in for the White Cube Gallery, yep. which was over a period of six weeks, and that went extremely well. They were delighted with the results and the feedback, and so many people from the community came in to see them, yep. um, and a lot of the families... From yeah. the children involved came along. So fantastic community exercise, you know, for us and for them to raise their profile. Yeah, and I mean, I went in and saw them and their stuff wasn't, you know, with the greatest of respect, you kind of think the school kids 
Absolutely. I, oh, I was tremendous. It yeah. was like and this sounds really bad, but it was a lot better than I was expecting. I, I wasn't expecting a huge amount, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Well, I think that's actually um, one of the things we like to focus on this year is that there is just so much talent in Asher. And that's why I've primarily focused on children for the entertainment because not a lot of them get a chance to actually entertain in front of a live audience. Yeah. Um, and busking, as you know, is a completely different environment to being up on a stage. Yeah. Um, and you do have to expect the unexpected. It is a busy <laughs> mall at times. Um, and there are people coming by and, you know, hooping and hollering and clapping and cheering the kids on and... You know, so there's, you know, unexpected noises and things around them as well as, you know, action and yeah. people shopping. So um, the feedback's been incredible um, and all of them have wanted to come back. Brilliant. Um, which is a really good sign from my point of view. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about the music on the mall. How, how did you come up with the idea? Where did it start from? Uh, in the background, I've actually been watching what's been happening in the entertainment scene for the last couple of years. Um, and I was lucky enough to be part of the PR team for Live at Troon last year. Right, okay. Um, so what I noticed is that the music general, music industry in general could do with a little bit of a boost just now because mm -hmm. it used to be quite a thriving scene as part of Kamana years ago. So I was helping to bring that back um, with the Live at Troon. Uh, I mean, we focused a lot on the Fringe Festival groups um, and just seeing the way that the adults actually benefited from that with, you know, the extra social media exposure and photographs and things, I wanted to offer that to the kids as well. Um, and I just thought we had this massive blank canvas to work with. Yeah. Um, and the mall, it's, you know, a really good size for a small community shopping centre. Um, and I remember when I first moved here 12 years ago that the town used to be quite a thriving wee community mm -hmm. um, and we would come in on a Saturday and there'd, there'd always be music and things happening and it was a little bit of a day out even with small children so I wanted to try and bring a little bit of that back to the town centre and mm -hmm. that's worked you know the, 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 the shoppers have, have loved the fact that the, the, the whole town's starting to liven up again hey. And I take it was uh, quite a big, what's the right word, like quite a big investment of your time to yeah. get it all on the go. And yeah, yeah, it has been actually. I mean, I've put in a lot of overtime, which I do it because I'm passionate about it. And I, I like to see the people benefit, yeah. you know, when I can take some photographs and edit some nice videos for them, which for me is quite a simple thing to do. Yeah. Um, and then they really, you know, they share those online and then they can add them to the pages. And, you know, I've, I quite often would spend an entire Sunday after the Saturday performance, you mm -hmm. know, uploading it all and sharing things and just seeing how they grow f as a benefit of that has hey. just been the best part of it for me. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and you, you talked about being passionate about it. Where does the passion come from? Is it just love of music or I think it's a little bit of everything I love actually working on events right um, it's something I've been doing since I was 18 years of age right um, and it's always been working on events at the, the, the heart of the community and that's how I first started out so 
I kind of wanted to bring something of that back and involve as many of the local townspeople as I could mm -hmm. um, because there's an awful lot of um, charities and organisations that are in the town centre and it's just giving them access to people that they normally wouldn't have access to. Yeah. You know, they come in, we, we sometimes can have a footfall of between eight and 10,000 a day Jeez. through Burns Mall and people don't realise that. Um, so that could be a whole new set of customers that they've never had access to. Yeah. Um, and I've been offering, you know, the likes of pop-up shops and tables in the mall to all these types of groups that want to come in and promote their services to the community. Um, and we, again, we've had really good feedback on that as well. And that's available at no charge to charities. That's brilliant. Um, and local kind of government organisations, etc. And um, yeah, they've really benefited from that as well. Brilliant. Um, so is there any of the the acts that if we sort of see them advertised, you think, oh, you definitely need to go down and see them, you definitely need to catch them, they're brilliant? Well, I would say that everyone who comes along can sing and play and or play really, really well. Yep. You know, they're, they're all really talented. Yep. Um, I obviously have a couple of favourites, but um, it's kind of unfair <laughs> <laughs> to pick a couple out. I would just say that if anyone has a lunchtime free on a Saturday um, and they're passing through over the Christmas New Year period, then, you know, I think that they would be impressed with no matter who they see. Excellent. So that's great. Thanks very much to Tamara for coming along and speaking to us. Uh, really enjoyed chatting and really looking forward to all the stuff that the Burns Mall's got coming up. Definitely. I think it will be a very, very good and eventful run up to Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. I think Christmas is going to be good, pretty good this year. I agree. So that takes us to the end of this week's podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then give us a wee five-star rating or review. We love five-star reviews. We do. They yeah. are our actual favourite. Yeah. They're, they're my, it makes me smile just that wee bit when I, when I see we've got a new one. Um, if you want to get in contact with Andy, he's at... At ShandyK underscore the underscore is very important on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, alternatively, if Twitter's not your bag, then... Just give us a direct message at Kellycast. Slide into our DMs, yep. as the kids say. Oh. And uh, just ask for me rather than Ross. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to speak to Ross. He's lovely. <laughs> I mean, he lets me come on this and talk nonsense. What's not What's not to like? Yeah, um, we're on Facebook at Kellycast and Twitter at Kellycast as well. And you can also get us on our website. There's a contact form there at uh, kellycast.co.uk. Yeah. Um, so that's it for this week thanks very much for listening and remember to hit the subscribe button if you've liked what you've heard as well your next episode will come straight to your phone and you will know exactly what is going on in and around Kilmarnock over the next couple of weeks Thursdays will be your favourite day yeah, of the week absolutely definitely <laughs> thanks very much for listening cheers bye, bye.